I'm Afshin Ratansi, and welcome back to Going Underground, broadcasting all around the world from Dubai and the UAE. A multipolar transformation of the world was confirmed at the 1st of March G20 foreign ministers meeting in India. In effect, NATO members and their alleged puppets vetoed a joint communique that might have indicated unity in the face of threats like climate change and pandemics. The summit in New Delhi followed refusals by India, China and those representing the majority of humanity to vote for a UN resolution demanding Russia be defeated in the U.S.'s proxy war through Ukraine. Joining me now is a politician from Prime Minister Modi's ruling Bharatiya Janata Party, or BJP, in India. Unlike Modi, he supports the NATO line on Ukraine. Dr. Subramanian Swami, former cabinet minister and six-term Rajya Sabha MP, is in New Delhi. Thank you so much, Subramanian, for coming uh, back on. I mean, last time you were on the show, there you were, slamming UK colonialism. And now... Now, you seem to be um, completely supporting your old colonial master, Britain, and the European uh, colonial masters on the Ukraine proxy war. What, what do you got against this rise of the global south uh, finally uh, winning the day? Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, Britain uh, is following the American line. And I'm, I'm not following Britain. I'm more <laughs> or less uh, in tandem with the Americans. Um, but I, the, the, the fundamental question is that uh, Ukraine is a independent United Nations member, and there has been a, a crossing of uh, soldiers, army, and so on by a country which is uh, considered as one of the permanent members of the Supreme of the Security Council. It is so, and uh, it is as of now, and uh, therefore. Uh, I think uh, we must speak up. I mean, you can't allow a country to be totally defenseless in these circumstances. So you don't That's buy into the whole, you don't see at all what uh, other countries in the Global South do, which was this was NATO encroachment in the East and that there was a coup. We have the phone call evidence of Victoria Newland now in the Biden State Department. Uh, you don't believe uh, there was a coup that led to this situation? You don't believe that they blew up the Nord Stream pipeline supplying energy to Europe, that this was planned? I say, first of all, uh, the unraveling of the Soviet Union was by mutual consent. Uh, Mr. Gorbachev participated in it and uh, it was all agreed. So, and uh, Ukraine became a member of the United Nations. And uh, now, if the United UN uh, had, uh, if, if, if Ukraine had done any of those crimes that are being mentioned, and um, I'm not saying that I know for sure either way, but the fact is that uh, that could have been taken up in the United Nations. Uh, well, it was. It was a resolution of the Minsk Accords uh, that became UN Security Council Resolution 2202. I mean, there you're being quite equivocal. So you are supporting Modi's line, which is neither, no, neither side Modi, in a way. Modi's line, Modi's line is more pro-Russian so pro and Chinese than uh, the United States stand, which is that uh, Russia should withdraw its troops from uh, Ukraine, and then we can talk. All the, all the complaints that are there uh, can be taken up at that stage, but uh, not when you send troops across, it, across the international boundary. So you don't uh, think that since the US-led coup in 2014, the continued attacks on Donbass, you think Russia should just have allowed them to uh, erase those who spoke Russian in Donbass? Because we know from I mean, Merkel I mean, that the Minsk Accords were a way of them arming to fight Donbass. Well, you see, the issue is not that. The issue is the use of the army. 
uh, to cross uh, international uh, uh, boundaries. And it's not the issue of what was uh, what wrong the Ukrainians did. Uh, I'm not sure, sure that at one stage there was a, a, a person who was their president uh, or, and uh, he was doing all kinds of awful things. But the fact of the matter is he, there are some ground rules of the United Nations. And you don't cross the international boundary. Russia, I, I don't think that Russia made a big issue, international issue, because we in India hardly knew uh, the Russians had a problem of the kind that you just mentioned uh, in Ukraine. Well, then why do you think it is that the majority of humanity, as represented at the United Nations, don't uh, vote the US's way? Uh, in numbers, numerical terms, of course, they do follow. And, of course, people in the Global South call them vassal states that follow Washington. But those that represent the majority of humanity, India, China, yes. you know, the big, the big countries, 32 abstentions, they, didn't, they don't go along with the view that Russia should just immediately withdraw and this has to uh, happen before any negotiations happen. Well, the Prime Minister of India has come a little distance by saying the war should, this is not time for war, you should end the war. Even that, the Russians are not agreeing. Uh, so uh, I wouldn't say India is, uh, India is not on the opposite side. Uh, India, in fact, uh, has thanked Ukraine for the fact that they assisted us to uh, evacuate all our students. They've cooperated us. We have an embassy here uh, and they are, they are fully active here. But the fact is that uh, uh, Indian position is not, I mean, Indians trying to be equivocate in this, and I say you, you lose both ways. In this, you've got to take a stand. Either you're with the Russians or you're with the Americans. And your stand is clearly with the Americans. Is, does that mean that, um, in a sense, you're supporting the old order? Because it's been said many times as you know, at the Shanghai Cooperation Organization meetings, at BRICS meetings, all across Latin America, Africa, Southeast Asia, that a new world is coming, that the days of Iraq, Syria, Libya, Afghanistan, uh, those interventions are over. And I, I don't know whether you similarly condemned, of course, the Americans and the British for invading Afghanistan, Libya, uh, Iraq, and Syria. Before I come to Afghanistan, let me tell you that uh, till the Chinese walked across the mutually agreed uh, line of actual control and took over our land in, uh, in Ladakh, uh, I was supposed to considered uh, as one of the best friends of China in India. Uh, I, of course, have specialized in China. I speak Chinese. I've written books on the Chinese economy, uh, and I like them very much. But uh, what they did uh, left us all speechless. Uh, they just crossed and uh, took over the... They didn't uh, just the cross. The, the, the Indians uh, took in the Dalai Lama, I think, wasn't it? I think no, no, I mean, no, back no, in no, the you're 60s, are you talking back. about? You're going back too far. I'm you're talking about, about the 1990s, 2000s. Uh, 2020. I'm talking, uh, talking about 2020. When it was all agreed that there would be... In 1995, we agreed to a line of actual control, which uh, neither side uh, said is uh, legally, uh, you know, solves the problem of the border. But they said that we will not have go to war for this and we'll talk. So till then, the status quo as it existed then, uh, will draw a line of actual control. The Chinese violated that and crossed it in 2020.
You know, Anthony Blinken's going to love uh, love that you said that. Clearly, he's going to want you to be prime minister. So you think China yeah. should uh, have just gone along with the fact that there are how many bases, U.S. bases, surrounding uh, surrounding China? And you think China was fine with the 2008 India-U.S. nuclear cooperation deal, the 2016 logistics exchange memorandum of agreement, India-U.S. logistics deal, 2017 U.S. quadrilateral security dialogue, India-U.S., Japan and Australia, 2018 Comcasa U.S. dialogue military equipment, uh, military agreement, I mean, all these agreements, the 2020 Beckham agreements. If I was China, I'd be saying India is the enemy here, is basically become the vassal state that uh, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, South Korea has. No, no, that they can say. In fact, a lot of people are saying that Russia has become a junior partner, you know. And uh, yeah, on the face of it, it, you know, there's some, it looks like that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I am not. I am sure I told you that I have never been hostile to China, except when they found that they have crossed the line. And at that time, I played a major role in the drawing off with Mr. Narsimha Rao as prime minister uh, in uh, in having a line of actual control. And uh, yeah, but I mean, some it. might say China's too lenient on India, and after those deals, should have said the original agreement that was signed in the 90s should be ripped up. India has become part of the problem. Well, you know, see, as far as China's problem with uh, Taiwan, we are not supporting Taiwan as an in, as an independent country. We are not supporting Tibet as an independent part of Indian country, uh, independent country. Uh, we we are sticking to the 1950s thing. We didn't enter into the Hong Kong question. It's Washington policy too, technically. Huh? Well, no. Technically, that's Washington policy. <laughs> no. Not in reality. They it's have it. a huge presence in Taiwan. And they have a huge presence uh, in uh, uh, in Hong Kong, too. I mean, in the commercial sense. But, uh, but I isn't that the problem? That Washington recognizes Taiwan as part of China, just as India does. But in effect, I, is... I, I do not go beyond... You know, there's a limit to which I support the United States. It's a democratic country. I am very familiar with them. And uh, it's easy to talk to them. And uh, in private, they are more frank and they're straightforward. I've had uh, much very great difficulty with the Russians uh, when the new when uh, when the uh, new ambassador came here, Kadakin. He was very nice to me, but in the end, he told me, uh, that we still bear a lot of grudges against you. The Soviets, by the way, Soviet Union was against me from the day I came back from America. And uh, every one of their publications made out there was an agent of America. And then later on, they began saying I was an agent of China. So these are, these are cheap things that are said to politicians. But the fact is that I have, I, if I come back to the question, you have crossed the international line. Now, before that is rectified, nothing else is to be discussed. This is how I would approach the problem. You said the same as you, when uh, Germany recognized Croatia in the start of the Yugoslav War. I didn't think Kosovo. Any in that. Well, that was the same no, thing. Wasn't two, two, I, I've got to just say, you just said there's a limit. Is. You said there's a limit. What if the United... I, I know that Russian uh, oil imports to India have hit a record high for February from uh, the figures only this week. Yes. If Biden yes. blew up all the pipelines and all the transportation links of gas energy to India, would that be the limit, like he's allegedly done with the Nord Stream supplying Germany's energy? 
if they do that, we'll get oil from Iran. I don't think uh, we have good relations with Iran, despite the Americans not being very happy with us. I think you have uh, you have you have seen this. You are putting this in a black and white scenario that either you are become a vassal state or you are opposed to the United States. There is no middle ground uh, in what you are suggesting. I, I am not here. I would lo I'd love to be on good relations with Russians. I admired their mathematicians. I learned a lot of economics uh, because you had brilliant mathematicians. Uh, but then, you know, now it's not that anymore. Uh, it's a, I mean, the world is seeing Russia as a junior partner of China. Well, I mean, China and Russia don't say that uh, that's the case. Obviously, China needing Russian energy resources. Dr. Subramanian Swami, I'll stop you there. More from the veteran BJP politician after this break. Welcome back. I'm still here with Dr. Subramanian Swami, six-term Rajya Sabha MP in India's ruling BJP. You tweeted to your 10 million uh, followers that India basically yes. should follow the Maldives, Bhutan, the so-called new Communist Party-run Nepal. Uh, this is the kind of resolution uh, that should be uh, supported, Russia an immediate withdrawal. Why, why, this, why should India be part of a team like the Maldives and Bhutan and Nepal instead of instead of Russia, China, South Africa, Vietnam, Bangladesh, Cuba, Pakistan, uh, all these other countries representing so much the of the world. cultural affinity of Nepal, Bhutan, uh, uh, you know, with Sri Lanka, uh, that's... Uh, you don't think uh, that Bhutan and the Maldives voted that way against Russia because they thought that, do you? You don't think Washington told them? They, they went against India, and that was something which never happened before. Well, you've been tweeting about Sri Lanka. You mentioned Sri Lanka there. Uh, India, I mean, I don't know how much uh, leverage the IMF and World Bank have. We've got John Perkins, the economic uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, on the show soon. And uh, he talks about how the World Bank and IMF treat developing world countries. And now you've been celebrating Sri Lanka Again, getting into debt into the Washington institutions. What have you got against the BRICS Bank? The BRICS Bank, by the way, uh, I was offered the presidentship uh, position uh, by the Prime Minister of India. But I took the stand that uh, I'd left Harvard to come to India, and I want to stay in India. I'm not getting out. If they move the BRICS Bank to New Delhi, I would be happy to, uh, you know, head it. But uh, the, 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 what I'm saying is there's no... Uh, there's no bias, hostility, uh, hatred for any of the countries which I'm opposing. And they, they, as I told you, I was extremely on a very good relationship with China. I met Tang Xiaoping, which, uh, which he went out of his way because I didn't hold any government position at that time except as a member of parliament. And uh, therefore, uh, I... Uh, um, I felt very bad that uh, the, the Chinese did what the other Chinese prime premiers and presidents didn't do. Uh, and uh, this has created a uh, thing on which uh, I, have to, I have to take Indian stand, of course, uh, Indian national, national interest stand, and I've taken it uh, on a harsh way on China. I hope China also vacates all these areas 
and we can go back to being good friends. And then I. But how how is it going to vacate these areas which they say, oh, there's now, if uh, politicians like yourself continue to appear to be vassal politicians of the security state of the United States? Again and again, you don't seem to recognize uh, what Lavrov, we what can, the Chinese foreign minister has been saying this week. They see it as existential threats by NATO. The military bases with the, the massive American spending for bases all around the global south. From, from 1972 uh, to about 2005, I would say China was much more of a vassal United States state than we have ever been. The fact is that we are not a vassal state. Uh, it's not going to provoke me to uh, feel bad about it because uh, you are known as a uh, you know, you are very much liked in India as a as a as a uh, anchor man, and uh, I know, I know you also I can be traced. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you can be traced to your Indianness. Also, can be traced to, to us. So that uh, that gives. Uh, so what I'm saying is, please don't get into this question of extremes. I am not for a vassal state. I am not for an enemy. Who is with India? Who uh, sides with India? I would be happy to with them. If the Chinese had not come and taken our territory in 2020, our stand would have been quite different and justifiably so. But today, I cannot sell the idea that Russia can continue to, uh, you know, kill people in uh, in uh, in Ukraine, and that we should keep quiet. And I can tell you, whatever the government may say, the vast majority of Indians want us to side with Ukraine. Arguably, the vast majority of Indians may be going on strike. Didn't you have the largest strike in history? The farmers? No, Maybe the farmers no, are about to go out again. You mentioned, actually, Indian diaspora, as you say. Uh, I am of uh, Indian ancestry. Uh, it's also common that, uh, reasonably common, that uh, people of Indian ancestry then embrace the colonial masters. And I don't know what you think of Rishi Sunak's policy. So you agree with Rishi Sunak, clearly, that uh, we must support NATO. We must support Washington at all costs. What do you think of the fact uranium imports from uh, Russia into the USA are exploding? Uh, the EU is continuing to import masses of uh, Russian energy. Who's paying? I mean, obviously, India is paying for the bullets from Russia because uh, the massive uh, record oil uh, buying by India. But uh, the United States and the EU is paying for the Russian war as well. Doesn't this show the complete contradiction in all of this? Well, I mean, uh, buying for oil from Russia, if you today, India had an alternative, they, uh, we would uh, stop buying from Russia. Uh, so you'd want case. India to stop buying energy from Russia? And I, arms? I would say that I would say that if you do not listen to India, even on a simple thing, like uh, having a ceasefire, or a withdrawal from a small country called Ukraine, then you really don't care for India, you see. Uh, and, uh, uh, and therefore, uh, we have to reevaluate our positions. Uh, we, we are with the United States, not because the United States is a, is a, we are a vassal state. We refused to help them on Afghanistan. They wanted us to bring troops. They said they will give us this and not that, free of charge, we said no we will not participate with troops in Afghanistan. Uh, the United States continues to give weapons to Pakistan, but still, uh, 
there are circumstances which have been created by which we need to be in better relations with the United States. Third thing is the average Indian finds it much more valuable to go to the United States to study than any other part of the world. And uh, so we have to maintain some good relations with the United States so that our people can go and learn advanced sciences in the United States. So, I mean, there are so many factors, you see, you're putting it in black and white, I, that's your right, but I'm saying the issue is not black and white. We can tomorrow become adversary to the United States, but I don't see any way the Americans have harmed our national interests in any way. We do think that the Chinese have, and the Chinese seem to control the Russians, because the Russians' language and, uh, and, uh, and its behavior recently in our bilateral meetings about what China has done to India, uh, is very, very negative as far as we are concerned. No, not, not, a, not at all, uh, according to what Prime Minister Modi is saying. I don't know whether no, you're just no, part, no, you're going to no, join no, the Congress no, Party. You sound I, like I, I, Rahul no, Gandhi no, on no, all no, this. No, stuff. No. <laughs> don't, don't side with my enemies who are constantly trying to send me into the, uh, to the Congress Party. I'm in the process of sending Sonia Gandhi to jail on a corruption charge along with her son. Yeah, she, and, she denies uh, it, of course. But you're on the that. same side when you uh, want to be fated in Washington, arguably. There's a China peace deal. And I recognize what you said about India not sending troops to Afghanistan and not joining in the destruction of uh, Libya, of Syria, of Iraq, tens of millions. I don't know how vocal you were against uh, US foreign policy. India certainly was. But isn't that the point? There's an arc of history here. And what Narendra Modi is doing today, joining with China, with, although Lula, President Lula of Brazil, who's been on this program, has been uh, making different sounds. Uh, it's difficult for any leader to oppose US foreign policy. This is the arc of history, isn't it? That these students who want to study in America that you talk about, they're no, learning no, no, from no, a no, dying they're, they're empire. No, no, no they're, listen, they're, these, none of these are the decisive factors. The decisive factor, if you want to know, is the Chinese crossing the LAC and coming and occupying our territory. That I just, we went through this at the beginning. Sorry to interrupt, uh, but we, yes. we went through this. I went through all these deals, nuclear cooperation. In 2008, a deal signed between India and uh, the United States. What do you think China's going to do? Allow India to launch nuclear weapons at Beijing? Yeah, but so, And you're talking about the line of actual to, control. That doesn't mean they have to occupy our territory. They can have more nuclear weapons and put them facing India. I don't mind that. I, I think I think the Indian, <laughs> I mean, Indian people. I can't believe that just because we had a peace. In fact, by the way, a lot of people in India oppose that agreement, saying that you will harm our nuclear weapons program by this. Because the conditions that the Americans had put would, in effect, uh, destroy our uh, progress in uh, moving towards a nuclear arsenal. You see. Uh, because we have thorium, and that thorium, uh, if we are able to convert it into fissile uh, uh, nuclear uh, um, uh, for the nuclear weapons, I think uh, we have 60% of the world's th uh, thorium, and we would have been in a totally different situation. All that we gave up for the sake of nuclear, for uh, electricity. So I, I would not say that the... the the Chinese should have been, they should have been happy that the Americans have now uh, put uh, uh, handcuffs on our, uh, on our nuclear program. Yeah, and so India has been continually since 2008 
through the 2000s, uh, moving in a way that is going to alarm anyone opposed to Washington foreign policy, whether it be in the Middle East, in North Africa, uh, all, all over. I mean, I just want to know, back to, back to Ukraine, I mean, and we've got to remember, BRICS used to be RICS, Russia, India, China, before it became yes. BRICS. Do Indians don't even know about the Victoria Newland phone call? Can they, have they not gone onto YouTube and heard Victoria Newland choose who is going to lead Ukraine after the US-backed coup, which was the start of this current uh, proxy war? Well, only you would take us seriously, I would not. So, and do Indians take seriously the idea that Joe Biden, Anthony Blinken, Jake Sullivan, Victoria Newland, and the CIA bombed the Nord Stream pipeline? That I, I, I that's not a, that, uh, you know, that's two different things, and and uh, and Victoria being well, it is kind of important, the, isn't it? That given that's the biggest atrocity, it's terror atrocity. something that uh, it's important. There's something that we will put it into our computer for future analysis. But it's not something that will get carried away by if somebody says that we will decide who will be what and so on. Well, I'm pretty sure see, China would do more than that if India's pipelines and India's uh, energy resources. Yeah, I, are being I don't destroyed. see why, why I don't see why China just can't pull back and uh, to what we had agreed in 1995 and um, change the whole climate. Yeah, we've been through I mean, that in the, the previous one, interview where what you're doing is in effect divide and rule by Washington. If you continually, isn't that what Modi has recognized? That imperial powers, imperial Washington, realizes they can split the joint power, the powers of uh, India and China, and you are falling into that trap. Maybe it's well, your American we education. A, we had, well, certainly, <laughs> I value that uh, education. I was taught then by Nobel laureates, and I, I became a very famous man in economics thanks to them. But the fact is, that uh, uh, I, we had extremely good relations with China from 1950 to uh, 1962. Uh, we gave up our claim. I mean, we were offered the National Secu the Security Council a vote, a veto holding seat of uh, which is where, uh, after China uh, became communist, the Americans said we can't give it to them. We turned it down and campaigned every year that it should be given to China. Uh, we uh, signed a treaty against everybody's wishes on Tibet. In, uh, we, we, instead of saying Tibet would be autonomous, we said, no, Tibet is part of China. And Mr. Vajpayee in 2003 said uh, even Tibet, Tibet could be uh, truncated and it could be, and the, the Chinese have done that. They've broken parts of it, put it in Gansu province or something in Sichuan. Uh, yeah, uh, like that now Tibet is a much smaller place. So all these we were going along with, uh, but the coming and uh, breaking the mutually agreed treatment, uh, a, a treaty and then cross across and take this, these areas and where uh, as Indian soldiers have been killed, I think that was a betrayal that we can't swallow. Well, China says that they are abiding by it, and of course things have calmed down since those uh, terrible events from a couple of years ago. Dr. Subramanian Swami, thank you.
That's it for the show. We'll be back next Saturday, nine years to the day. Crimea voted to be part of Russia following a US-backed coup in Kiev. Until then, you can keep in touch via all our social media if it's not censored in your country, but you can always head to our channel, Going Underground TV, on rumble.com to watch new and old episodes of Going Underground. See you very soon.